0: Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I, I can't lie. lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> I'm so honored and excited to introduce Dr. Robin Burson. She is a friend. She is also the founder and CEO of Parsley Health. I cannot rave enough about Parsley as a member myself. The way I describe Parsley is it is a holistic healthcare provider that is accessible and focuses on the root cause. So it's really trying to get to the bottom of what is going on with you. Robin has so much knowledge, you guys. Get ready to take some notes because she is going to really help you up your supplement game and all things that make you just feel more connected to yourself. And what I love most about our conversation Is you're gonna walk away feeling as if this is so doable. Her accessible approach is what I love most about her. And she's just all around a phenomenal boss, mother, wife. And she's just, she's a real OG in the wellness space.
1: First of all, like, look at us, look at us. (laughs) Ah! I can't believe it. Who would have known? I mean, thinking back to those first days, all like plucky and meaning well and earnest and trying to learn, and here we are now. I know.
0: So (laughs) let me take you guys back a little bit. Robin and I worked at a functional medicine practice together. I was a health coach. I was the first health coach that they had ever hired. Mm -hmm. And I always say it was the place that I learned that I didn't know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got really comfortable saying, I don't understand that, or I don't know the answer to that. And you were practicing medicine,
1: yeah, right? But I was the third doctor in that practice, and I was straight out of training, and I basically begged them to hire me. <laughs> Not basically, I did beg them to hire me because I had so much to learn in functional medicine. Like I was coming out of training in internal medicine and I spent months just like shadowing and taking notes before I think they let me see a patient. (laughs) Right. And you were there and I was there and we were new and we were just like trying to absorb, I think, everything that we possibly could. Everything. And we would look at each other and be like, hey.
0: (laughs) I know. I feel like we always had the same kind of like Oh, I don't know that I get this,
1: at least for me. But it was awesome because it was one of the first functional medicine practices, I think, that had health coaching and that really invested in it as a field and understood the power of it and the importance of it in a medical setting. And so that was really inspiring for me in starting Parsley because I knew that health coaching had to be a really big part of what we did. That's awesome. So there you go. So thanks for the inspo. I
0: mean, if I'm giving you (laughs) any inspiration, I will take it and run with it. Uh,
1: You are, promise. (laughs) Thank you.
0: I mean, (laughs) please. I, I, you know, I, I feel like even thinking back to those days, I, you know, I think we're always figuring it out, but I was really like, I had no idea. It was something I enjoyed, but I, I always felt there was something missing for me where I had no idea what it was at that point, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing clients. I loved it. And it's what really helped me to understand what people want, what they need, what they're almost looking for when they're turning to healthcare or a health coach. And it was a massive foundation for me in understanding people, Mm -hmm. really. But Also, like, I'm even thinking back to when we both left and we met up and we had talked about me possibly working as a health coach. But I was like, there's something else. Yeah. I'm on this quest of kind of discovering what it was. And and I think my question for you is, even in that point of, like, shadowing and really learning everything from the ground up, did you always have this, like, internal feeling of knowing that you wanted to create something like Parsley?
1: I think if I'm really honest with myself, I did, Mm -hmm. even though at that point I wouldn't have admitted it and I wouldn't have been able to articulate what that was or what it was going to be. And I think what I knew at that moment in time, which I feel like you sort of knew for yourself too, it sounds like, is that we needed the foundational training. Mm -hmm. We needed to see patients and work with sick people and understand all of those dynamics and just get that foundation in and then what that would ultimately be for was sort of a work in progress or an exploration. But I had started one digital health company when I was still in med school and residency. So I had a little bit of startup experience before I was even practicing in that setting. And so having started one company, having built something for healthcare and for medicine, it's um, it's still around. This company is still around. I can't believe it. They're doing great. It's an app that helps doctors communicate in hospital settings and share data and helps them with clinical decision-making. And I created that with somebody from my med school class in med school and then into residency. And so I had sort of been bit by this bug, which was somewhat of a problematic bug, (laughs) which is the bug of, oh, I see this like big, glaring, massive, insurmountable, systemic, nationwide global problem. Maybe I can fix it. Or maybe I can build something for that. And so I think that when I met you, I think we were both just like, get in the foundation, get in the foundation. But that foundation was sort of being built for something else for both of us. But we never could have predicted where we'd be sitting 10 years later. (laughs) No. Which is wild. It is wild. And we're both still in New York City, and we're both moms, And our kids may be going to the same school. So I feel like I have some sort of like universal like connection to you that we were meant to meet all those years ago and to like stay in this community and keep building together and keep learning from each other. And I mean, what you have done in the past few years, it's just like, Mm. it's wild. Thank you. You should be so fucking proud. Am I allowed to curse? Yes. I just You can do anything you want here. (laughs) (laughs) Good.
0: Thank you. I'll really take that because it means so much to me coming from you. I've always looked up to you and just admired you for really going for it. I think you meet so many people in life who have ideas and who want to do something. But to actually take action— and move towards it and build it and execute it so incredibly the way that you have. With Parsley Health is, I mean, it's a movement. It's phenomenal. And I am a proud Parsley member. Yes. So proud. I, you know, I have to say it's interesting because it we do, we have this, like, universal tie that keeps coming back. And even on my walk here— I was thinking to myself, like, the beauty of having a podcast is having this time Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we're so busy. We're all so busy and we're doing so many things. But to kind of come back here and just, like, reminisce and and just look at it and, like, be with each other and just to talk about this is something I, I do not for one second take for granted. I love it. This is what really fuels me is something I've discovered but to I knew I always wanted to create something that was accessible mm-hmm. because I always thought back to the younger version of myself who grew up really poor and you know the first second I had enough money to do something for myself I bought a gym membership and I was just always looking and that was really expensive even back then so i always think about the person who feels like there is no other way and to pave a way and i i know that is what you have done with parsley is is creating this holistic health that is accessible for people and i want to really dive in on and just just to understand more about where your mindset was and and making this something that was really attainable and accessible for all?
1: You know, that really was it. That was my motivation. I was so fortunate to go to medical school at Columbia and train in internal medicine at Mount Sinai. So I had this incredible foundational training in medicine that I knew was critical. But I also went to medical school already interested in nutrition and yoga and integrative medicine and functional medicine, which is something I actually had met. Dr. Mark Hyman, who's one of the leaders in functional medicine, now a friend. But you know that time, I just met him randomly and, and through other work and became aware of functional medicine, which is this field that was focused on how do we find and treat the root cause? You know, your high blood sugar is generally not high because you have a deficiency in a blood sugar medication. Your blood sugar is high for a reason, right? And generally, that's diet and lifestyle. Now, there are also other reasons and other diseases that you can have. But there's always a root cause. And even at my training at Columbia and Mount Sinai, I wasn't trained to think root cause. I was trained to manage a condition, not figure out why somebody had the condition. And so I was really fortunate to go to training, but already have these inklings of, Maybe there's a more, whatever you want to call it, integrative, holistic, functional way of approaching medicine. And I was really fortunate after Mount Sinai to train, you know, in the practice where we met and with some of the top functional medicine doctors in the country and to observe that world. I also had the crazy experience I mentioned earlier where I co-founded a digital health company in medical school and into residency. So I had like a little bit of startup experience, a little bit of tech experience, And all of those things, I just genuinely believe in life that every experience is valuable. No experience is wasted. Every single thing that you do or learn or the people that you meet is adding up and amalgamating into this perfect school of life for you that's coming together so that you can go off and do whatever it is that you're supposed to do. And when I look back on my trajectory and all these random things that seemingly random things that happened along the way that weren't random, that have all been utilized and have been like inputs into who I am and what I stand for, all of that came together the functional medicine, the Columbia Med School, the digital health company, the consulting and healthcare and health tech for a bit, all added up to this perspective that the world needs a doctor that is trained to find and treat the root cause. And if we do that, so many people will be healthier. We'll save trillions of dollars. It's just the way medicine should be. And yet what I saw out in the market was a type of medicine that wasn't as accessible or approachable as it could have been. And so I decided to create Parsley Health because my mission was to say, well, let's make this medicine available to everybody. And I know that's going to be a big old journey. Mm -hmm. But that's the purpose of it. It's not about me. It doesn't have my name on it. It's about this mission to make something that everyone can ultimately experience.
0: Uh, you said something in there okay. that I, I was like, <laughs> you got me going. How did you come up with the name? I don't know that i ever asked, asked you this, asked this before.
1: That. Okay. I love the story. So I wanted something that felt bright and fresh and clean and memorable and had good mouth feel, which is a weird thing to say out loud, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. And I wanted it to be a health—it could sound like a healthcare company or a tech company. And I was on a plane, and I was reading Fast Company, and I wrote down all these names. And then I went and had drinks one night with my best friend from growing up. And she is, like, my friend who knows who celebrities are and People magazine and knows what pop pop culture stuff, and I, like, live under a rock legitimately. (laughs) And so I read her names out loud, and I named Parsley Health, and she goes, Parsley Health, I like that. And I thought, well, if she likes it, then the world will too. And so I named (laughs) the company and then it just stuck. So here we are. That's so great. Yeah, literally.
0: (laughs) Shout out to the friend too. Yes,
1: shout out to the friend. She's an incredible jewelry designer. Brent Neal, look her up. Amazing. Um, But, you know, that was how. That's so cool.
0: I have been hearing about Chroma Wellness for the longest time. And I will tell you, I am one of those people who can kind of be a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to something just really becoming all the rage. But I will tell you, it is everything you would expect it to be and more. Chroma Wellness is a functional nutrition company on a mission to simplify how people live their healthiest, most vibrant lives. And I can tell you, Lisa, the founder of Chroma, she is the definition of vibrancy. Her cells like bounce at you. She's just full of life. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she doesn't leave her house without Chroma in her bag. They are offering premium on-the-go foods and beverages that deliver maximum nutrition with minimal preparation. They have five-day resets that continue to be a core staple and their best seller of the line. And the best way that I like to describe it is it is a reset you enjoy. Like that's how I would simplify it. They are complete with 50 delicious nutrient-packed foods and beverages, including the infamous OMG cookie butter I have a scoop of that at least once a day I've been loading it up in my smoothies And everything is just so good It just tastes good It's simplified And I am all about simplifying my life This super porridge is something I do not travel without I always have it in my bag I just add water and I've actually eaten it dry once And it was so good You can visit chromawellness.com and use code MWH20 for 20% off your purchase. If you are someone who runs away from the word cleanse, like myself, these resets are enjoyable and they really, really work. Now, you, on top of being the founder of Parsley, I'm so curious with this because I know when you first opened your practice, and you have two physical
1: locations, Mm -hmm. and everything is online, correct? Yeah. Which is amazing. Yep. 50 state, online. Most of our members are totally online, but we do have clinics in New York and LA, and so some people come in person, those. When you first started,
0: you were seeing patients?
1: Yes, I still see patients. You still see patients. Yeah. What's today? Is today Wednesday? I'm seeing patients tomorrow morning. Oh my God, I yeah. didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's incredible. Yeah. At Parsley, obviously. But, so
0: yeah. yeah, no. Can you walk me through? I think because it, it it's your baby, right? It's like this is something that you've created. <laughs> it, it's interesting because it it is hard to just like walk away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a part of you. So How you decided to expand bringing in other doctors and I think going from, what am I trying to get at, Melissa? Really just being the the person, right? Where it's like, you started this, you see patients, and the willingness to open it up for other doctors to practice.
1: So I always am clear that I started Parsley Health to be a business that scaled, and I never designed it from day one as Robin's personal medical practice. And it wasn't like I created a personal medical practice and then later decided to try to grow it. And I get that question actually all the time, like at conferences and other things from other, you know, doctors and health coaches and mm-hmm. providers. And I always want to be clear, you know, I had started one company, I built a PL, which is a profit and loss spreadsheet. And I said, how do we make this something that can reach a lot of people? And I never wanted it to be about me. Like, it never had my name as the name, et cetera. And so everything I did from day one, even though originally in the first iteration, I call it like my beta year, my beta year and a half, it was me. I was the doctor and legal and ops and marketing. it <laughs> <That> sounds <laughs> and, familiar. And tech. And, you know, I didn't take a salary for over a year and a half, um, shout out to my husband who supported us in that time. We had way fewer expenses then, I want to say. Didn't have all the kids <laughs> you didn't have and have the kids dogs. Yet. No kids, no dogs, just us. But nonetheless, you know, I took a really big risk. But I said, how do we set this up in a way that can scale, can be operationalized to scale, can be more accessible from a price point standpoint? And it was always meant to not just be me. But I did spend about a year and a half totally bootstrapping, no outside funding, just figuring it out. And I think that that time was so, so, so valuable. It was me, two part-time health coaches, one of whom is now our director of health coaching and runs coaching at Parsley. She's been with me for seven years. That's incredible. From before Parsley was Parsley. And like an office manager. It was the four of us, and only two of us were full-time. That's how little it was. But I told them when they joined, I remember being like, Y'all, I can pay your salaries for maybe the next ninety days, and from and I'm just gonna figure it out. Like I had enough money to like pay rent on the office, get things started, like literal bootstrapping. But I think that going through all of that made me just smarter and made me really understand the model so much better because I didn't have an idea and then go out and raise money for it and then try to figure it out from there. I had to really sort of build and be everything from the beginning. And I feel like, I mean, I don't, I'm looking in from the outside, so I don't know, but it's like for you, actually, I have this memory of talking to you that I love years ago. And I remember you had sent me, it was some other company's fitness app. And you had done a couple workouts for them. Okay. This is like before Melissa Wood Health was (laughs) Melissa Wood Health, people. I'm just going to take it back. I have this vivid memory. I was upstate in our like tiny little house, no kids at the time. And I have you on my phone through this app that I download. And you were like, let me know what you think of it. And I'm like doing your workout on the living room floor. And I remember saying to you, I don't think you need them. You did. You did. I really remember saying that, but you did all the things. You did all the homegrown things and then brick by brick, bit by bit, you built it up yourself, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same thing. No, I mean, everything you're <laughs> saying, I'm like, "Oh, wow. I've been everything." And I think that's why I understand it to I mean, look, I never went to school for for marketing or for tech or for any of these things, but it's it is, like, when you're really in it, at least for me, I'm such a hands-on learner. Like, I have to get my hands in there. I'm able to really step back and, and understand it from, like, a such a deeper perspective. But, no, at that time, I, I fully remember you saying that to me, and I wasn't ready because I was like, no, I, like, I, I need them. It's... I was comfortable. It was Mm -hmm. like I didn't have to do all the back-end work, which is where the true learnings came in Mm -hmm. for me, being able to understand, all right, well, when your site crashes, (laughs) things go south, and what do we do? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's—
1: But you had that (sighs) experience, and you got got your reps in, right? And I think we both did, and I did when Parsley was bootstrapped in Little, and then I still look back at our Series A in 2018, and I'm like— I didn't have a finance lead and like a VC fund put in $10 million. And I look back and I'm like, how did anyone give me $10 million? (laughs) Quickly hired a VP of finance at the time to be like, help. but you know, I think that those inklings of that vision back to your original question, I had it from the beginning. I designed Parsley to be something that could be much bigger than me, scalable. And the whole goal of it from the get-go was to say, all right, We're going to bring the price point down to something much more approachable than this, you know, again, call it functional medicine, integrative medicine, whatever you want to call it, has been. We're going to build an infrastructure around that through technology and operations. We're going to build a brand. Being a brand is about, as you know better than anyone, education and conversation and authenticity. And so we're going to do all that. And we're going to start in the self-pay or cash pay market because, I knew at the time, I'd done enough consulting in healthcare that the healthcare system wasn't ready for us. Mm. I also knew that it would be ready for us once we had really great data and outcomes data showing that this kind of care really worked. And my biggest issue with what I'd seen out in the market is there was a lot of private practices, but none of them were standardizing care. None of them were tracking outcomes data and every provider was sort of in some ways doing his or her own thing or variant. And I just knew that none of that was going to fly if we wanted this to be part of our regular healthcare system. Like, I, my view is you shouldn't have to see a primary care doctor and then also go find out of pocket your functional trained doctor. Like, you should have both in one. And so, I said, all right, well, we're going to start in the cash pay world. We're going to be way more accessible than anything out there, but we're still going to be cash pay, so it's not going to be accessible to everybody day one, and that's okay, because you've got to start somewhere, and you can't let perfect be the enemy of good. And I knew that if we got the outcomes data, then eventually we'd be able to start working with health plans and employers and hospital systems. And so that was always the vision but it's freaking healthcare. And so everything takes for freaking ever. (laughs) And it's slow and you need tens of thousands of people in your data set and you have to hire actuarial firms, which is a word that I can barely pronounce. (laughs) But now I say it every probably 17 times a day to do these analyses that are validated and legit. And we did all that work. And so that has led us to have over 10 million people in Network for Parsley. We are working with huge pharmacies like CVS. We are working with some of the biggest fertility benefits companies in the country, like Progeny. We are working with huge self-insured employers. And I had this like crazy moment the other day where we launched, I'm not allowed to say the name of the employer, but with this huge employer that's in 50 states and they do like food service delivery, like trucks and food service, like industrial food service for cafeterias and things like that. And we enrolled our first patient from this company. And this is a population of worker that would rarely have access, if never have access to this kind of medicine. And I just had one of these moments where I was like, fuck, my work is done. <laughs> like it's not done and there's so much more to do, but we got it here from those bootstrap days of like literally being the marketing and putting my everything on social media myself. And so it was just really gratifying. It's incredible. It really is. And now there's like two decades
0: more work to do and it (laughs) never freaking ends. I mean, can we just talk about that, that there is no finish line? (sighs) No,
1: none. There really isn't.
0: And I used to think there was. I used to vividly be like, well, when I get, it's almost like it brings me back to like when I was seeing health coaching clients and everyone would come in and they wanted one thing from me. They wanted me to write them a diet plan, right? Because like that's going to fix every single thing. That's what a lot of us think. And, and then you would start chipping away, right? And it's like, well, how do you feel when you wake up? And what's the first thing that you do? And are you fulfilled by your work? And how's your relationship? And you start to like really dive in and start to just peel back the layers that it's so much bigger than that, that one thing that you think it is right? And that it's this constant uncovering and really just getting to the root cause of endless things in your life, you know? I mm-hmm. I think for me, it's, I think about the load on, on your shoulders. And I didn't even realize that you're still seeing patients, which is just amazing. And I love that. But also running the business, right? And Making sure your children are happy, and she has three children. You guys, wife, mother. How do you manage it all? (laughs) Give us. Now we're gonna dive in. Same question back to you. I want, I want all the things, and I know you're. I know you. You do the work, but
1: you know. I think what you just said is it. It's doing the work, right? It's, and there is no finish line, and realizing that too, because I was always a finish line driven person, and I think. You know, if someone spent a lot of time in school, you just get to the test or the end of the semester or the deliverable, and it's sort of over. But as we both know, life and parenthood and relationship and business isn't like that. There is no finish line. It's always changing. The demands are always new. And so then what do you have as your center, as your core that keeps you sane, that keeps you able to keep going? And that has to be with you. And so for me, that's always been, you know, I eat the plant-based, paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free, low sugar, but not perfect. Mm -hmm. Definitely ate one of those mochi rice dessert things yesterday in like a (laughs) blind moment of not knowing. I was so hungry. i was like, just gonna eat it. (laughs) But, you know, not perfect. But again, back to not letting perfect be the enemy of good. But when I eat well, I'm not inflamed. I don't have brain fog. I don't have acne. I feel good. Yoga, as you probably remember from our work days together, I'm like a deep yoga nerd. Deep yogi. And I thought of you last night because I haven't been practicing much. Exercise has been the thing for me that has like really fallen off. I travel a lot for work and just with between, we know as moms, like between the kids and the job and whatever, it's like Maybe you can get a healthy meal in, but for me, like finding an hour to do anything or half an hour even is so hard. And I, my husband was out to dinner last night and I was like, yes, and I like rolled out my mat and I was like happy as a clam and I felt so good. And I have that realization that I have any time I do one of your workouts or a yoga class, which is like, why don't, I always feel so good. Like, why don't I just do this all the time? But I look at yoga or eating well or meditation, which is a really big practice for me, and I have a few others. Those are the big three. Those are like tools in my toolkit, and they're just how I get back on track because I look at it as just this constant process of falling off, getting on track, feeling overwhelmed, feeling too tired, too much travel, too much work, too much kids, whatever the thing is, (laughs) and then being like, oh, this is a thing that brings me back. Constantly. Constantly. I
0: mean... I just visualize it. I mean, I I say it every single day. Like you can, you can start again mm-hmm. in any moment. Like whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or outside of myself, it it's the things. It's those. I mean, we have the same three pillars mm-hmm. that it's like that's how this is all here. Mm-hmm. And how I'm able to like be here fully present with you is from getting myself and and I think it's it's the flexibility approach that I find has really helped me to like breathe deeper these days. Like I strive, I always say strive because it's not like, well, I have to, or I do wake up before the kids. I've been really tired. I've been feeling super exhausted and knowing that my body is telling me I need more sleep, mm-hmm. right? Like what's the most important thing most people need when they come see you? Probably what they need to sleep more and they need to drink more water.
1: Drink more water, sleep. I mean, sleep is a big one. I always say, like, if they or if she is, a lot of our patients are women, 80% of our members are women. If she's not sleeping, like, we can't fix anything else. And so sometimes we have to start there. Before we prescribe a drug, before we order a test, before we're trying to change the food or whatever it is we're trying to do, start with sleep. Because so few people, even if they're getting the hours, they're not getting quality sleep, They're looking at screens or social media before bed. They've got underlying inflammation that's messing with their sleep. They're staying up too late and having weird cortisol hormone patterns in their sleep. There's so many factors, but when you fix that, it's like a positive domino effect. Like other things start falling into place. Digestion falls into place. Metabolism starts falling into place. Chronic sleep deprivation can mask as depression and anxiety. So for a lot of people, they're feeling... You know, constant low grade anxiety and depression is because they're freaking tired. And you see it in your kids, right? Like when my kids are tired, why is the baby screaming right now? It's he needs to go to bed, right. right? And when so, they start acting out, yeah,
0: exactly. And you're like, what is wrong? And you like, with you You're like, you need to sleep. They need to sleep,
1: yeah. So we have that too. We don't grow out of that ever. We just push ourselves through it and we use, coffee and other substances and other points of stimulation to get through it but it's really cumulative and it's a huge problem. So yes, sounds like you need to sleep more.
0: I do. I need to sleep more. I've yeah. been I've been like my sleep hygiene right now, that is what my focus is. I haven't even gone on social media today. Like that's very
1: <laughs> rare for me. Like yeah. I haven't
0: posted a story. Well, wow. <laughs> which is well. Wow. What I do, yeah. you know, it's like I post all the time, and I love it. But I just like today, I was like, "Wow, I am feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it all, kind of just come down." And I'm like, "I know what to do, <laughs> right?" I went to bed last night at nine. I slept until seven, which is that's a yeah. lot of sleep for me. That's yeah. a lot of sleep for anyone, really. Yeah. But I just, I was like, I need to, and then I found that pocket to get the meditation in and and move my body, but
1: it's it's the coming back. But you're to listening it. to yourself. And I think that we as a society have trained ourselves, especially women who experience one in five experiences gaslighting in the healthcare system. Over 50% say they felt dismissed or unheard in the healthcare system. Outside of the healthcare system, we all have sort of trained ourselves to just ignore how we're feeling. And a lot of us are at this baseline, low-grade, not great, that we're ignoring. We're telling ourselves that the headaches and the bloating and the joint pain and the rashes and the weight gain and the insomnia are normal. And I see it over and over again in our practice, people who are living in this way. And when we start to unwind that, and you're right, it's never one thing, and it's never just the diet plan. There's often a lot going on. But you can start with one thing. You don't have to start with all the things. You can start with any of those things, whether it's sleep or food or meditation or moving or just walking. Where do you tell people to start usually? It's totally personalized because it depends on what's accessible and approachable for them. It depends on kind of where they're going to get the most bang for their effort buck. Mm -hmm. I have in the book I wrote, which is called Prescription for Happiness, which is all about how our mental health for a lot of us begins in the physical body. And how as a society, we've kind of discounted the impact that the physical has on the mental. So from sleep to nutrient deficiencies, to underlying conditions like autoimmune and high blood sugar, to the way we eat, food sensitivities, to lack of exercise, the body is designed to process emotions through movement, (sighs) which is why your platform is so important for mental health. So all of these things are really critical, but some are more critical for people than others at different times. And so in the book, there's a self-assessment you can do, which is basically like, how much am I self-sabotaging my own mental health? (laughs) And we walk you through sort of gauging around food, around sleep, around movement, around substances, right? Which I know you talk about a lot. Um, Alcohol and other substance, I call it misuse can be really problematic for people when it comes to their mental health. And so we walk you through a little kind of self-quiz, very easy, takes two minutes, to figure out like, okay, which of these things probably is the biggest problem for me? And what I find over and over again with patients is that they tell me where the root cause is. But most of us don't take the time to sit down with a doctor for an hour or to do 30 minutes of self-reflection to say what is going on with me, to listen. So you're listening to yourself. You're like, I'm tired. I need to sleep more. I need to go to bed at nine. I need to get off social media for this morning or whatever. And a lot of people just aren't even listening to themselves. And so if I like leave everyone with one message, it's just to take a beat and hear yourself, do a self-assessment in the book or just on your own to say, like, where am I probably? <laughs> Impacting myself the most. And that is often the right place to start. I'm going to take it.
0: Good. I can't wait to yeah, take I it. I, I will. I've been in a big assessment phase. Like just place. I don't want to say phase because I think it's always important to come back and mm-hmm. kind of check in with yourself. I always get discouraged by like quizzes or like answer all these questions. But I will say when you take the time to actually do it, it gives you that moment to be like, oh wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I think we're always looking outside of ourselves.
1: Yep. And I loved answers. when you wrote and said, I want to sign up for Parsley. And I was like, great. And you're like, I want to get some lab work. I want to sign up for Parsley. I'm like, great. And I thought that was so—I actually wanted to spring that up in our conversation today because people probably look at you and say, well, she knows everything about nutrition, and she knows how to meditate, and she knows how to move, and like, look at her life. It's so amazing." You cannot be your own doctor. I can't be my own doctor. And so to have the self-awareness that, yes, I have all this information, and yes, I'm putting it into my life day in and day out in a really beautiful way, but also, like, I need blood work, and I need someone else who's trained to put the pieces together to help guide me to get to wherever I'm trying to go. I mean, that's awesome. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so important for people— I, You know, we all kind of avoid medical care to some degree, right? Like, it's not a cruise in Tahiti. It's freaking medical care. (laughs) Like, like when we're working with these employers and the heads of HR and benefits will be like, well, it's just like, everyone going to sign up tomorrow? This sounds so great. And I'm like, well, it's medical care. Like, it's still not like a free vacation. Like, you still have to interact, whatever. We've tried to make it as beautiful and comfortable and amazing as possible. It is. but." We can't be our own doctors. Um there's certain things we can't be, and so to get that support in whatever area is I think just important for all of us.
0: Oh my god, it is. I swear I like gasped when you said that because I feel like so many people will look to me or even, you know, to you or people in the wellness space and feel as if everything's perfect or like everything's really good and I think with me even reaching out, it was this real discovery of like, I wasn't feeling a hundred percent. And is there an imbalance in my hormones? I felt like as soon as I turned 40, things just felt different. I was craving different things. I completely tried on different foods. I was just in search of like, what what is the thing? And, And I am someone who leans on myself for everything. It's like, it makes me emotional. I don't know why, but I think we always think we like have to figure it out. We have to find the answers. And there is so much power in that ask and,
1: and just being okay with like, I need help. Yeah. You know, especially as women, women are the chief Medical officers of our homes and families. We make 80% of healthcare decisions for the country. 80% of healthcare spend is led by women, and we're always taking care of everyone else. Like we make sure our kids get to the doctor, we make sure the parent gets to the doctor. And that 40 thing, I'm 41. You know, women in our era are in the prime of our careers. We're often managing families. Sometimes we're managing, it's called the sandwich generation, right? We've got stuff that's starting to go on with parents for a lot of people, and it's completely overwhelming. Yeah. Like, you just want to kind of, like, lie down and stare at the ceiling as (laughs) I— Last night, I literally, at 8 p.m., I was like, I'm going to lie in bed for 10 minutes before (laughs) I do this yoga class and just stare (laughs) because the kids are in bed and my husband's on here and no one is bothering me. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? But we're, like, conditioned to be the rock and sort of the epicenter of everything, and so then we— feel, like, guilty or, like, we're messing up if we're asking for help. I know. And you're not. No. So thank you for signing up.
0: Oh, my God. It's been—it's really been incredible. Like, I mean, I was, like, raving to my team about my doctor. I have to give a shout-out to Dr. Kina Katri. I feel like—I think the thing that I walk away from every time I have an appointment is— she really listens to me and I I feel like she really is getting to know me. Like, mm-hmm. it's like that time spent and understanding what I think just makes that spike in my nervous system. And that's been a big thing that I've been working on is just regulating my nervous system because I've realized truly it's taken me all these years to be like, I've lived in fight or flight my entire life, which has been... You know, there's been some positives there. It's helped me really focus on the things that I wanted to do. But on the flip side, it's like, it's going to catch up to you at some point, right? So learning to get myself into that parasympathetic nervous system. And that's where the meditation and the movement. And when you said, like, it's crazy whenever I'm feeling this or (laughs) just— overwhelmed, which is most days. Most days I I do feel that way. I'm learning how to manage everything because, you know, I think things grew quickly and it's like, okay, how am I going to show up as how I know I want to show up, but still feel really good kind of doing all the things. And there's a lot of things to do. And it's amazing. Every time after I like do a, a flow, I'm like, this is my medicine <laughs> yes yeah. is my it's medication on the medicine on the mat
1: it truly is i mean what you said about fight or flight i i talk about it a lot i i've written about it every one of us most of us many of us are living in emergency and we say that but you know we're running from the proverbial lion even though the lion is our email or the text message or the ping or the work deadline or whatever it is or the schedule that we've created, but now are a slave to for our children Um, (laughs) and all the things, you know, but people always don't understand that that is actually a physiologic state. So when you have a thought and then you have an emotional reaction to that thought, your thought could be, I'm really nervous to be on Melissa's podcast today because I'm, you know, haven't done one of these in a while, or I just got this email and it's, really, uh, wow, that was not the news I wanted at work, or whatever that is, Mm -hmm. you have a subconscious, you may not even think, I feel nervous, I feel scared, I feel angry, but you subconsciously feel that way. And in that split second, you trigger a neurochemical cascade throughout your entire body of hormones and neurotransmitters that takes on average 48 hours to clear. Wow. That's talking to all of your cells. That is revving up your fight or flight and slowing down your rest, digest, relax, and heal, which is what you said, parasympathetic is our rest, digest, relax, and heal, and our sympathetic is our fight or flight. You're turning all that on. By turning that on, the two things can't be on at once. So therefore you're shutting down, not completely, but you're slowing down your digestion. You're revving your heart rate. You're revving your blood sugar, and you're revving your blood pressure. And all of that creates this cascade that lasts for days. And when that's happening, a thousand times a day or a hundred times a day, you're basically living in your own sort of chemical soup of stress. And to your point, like stress is valuable. Stress is how we learn. Stress is how we grow. We don't want to necessarily have a fully stress-free life because stress is what cues us to change and grow, and we're all here to learn and grow, I believe. Mm -hmm. But we we don't want to live in that all the time. And so then when we do that sort of chemical soup, as it were— starts to impact our immune system, and then we don't pick off cancer cells. It um, messes with our blood sugar and our ability to manage our blood sugar, and it makes it harder to control, and then we end up with diabetes, right? And so it all contributes. So we sort of talk loosely, I think, in general about how the mind and the body interact, but I got really fascinated with all of this stuff because there's so much healing and medicine that happens with one hour of Rest and staring at the ceiling or meditation or doing a flow with you or doing my yoga class next to my bed that actually isn't just about, I think, listen, we can't control our thoughts. And a lot of times our problems are not solved at the level of thought. We have to sort of be in using meditation and movement and some of these other practices to get into that parasympathetic state so that the body has an opportunity to do the work that we don't need to do for it. It knows how to do. Mm -hmm. It knows how to rest. It knows how to digest. It knows how to relax. It knows how to heal. But if you're always in fight or flight, you're never in a state of any of those things. And so you can't possibly heal. And so bringing that into medicine has been such like a powerful thing. And we see it in our patients all the time, how bringing in that meditation, bringing in that movement— allows them to find a state where their body can then do the work Mm -hmm. to heal the disease.
0: Mm. I mean, it saved my life. It like saves me from myself Mm -hmm. every (laughs) single day. (laughs) Truly. Yeah. I just love Saqqara. I love how their science-backed ready-to-eat meals just show up at your doorstep and they are very specifically designed using organic plant-based ingredients that I can tell you help ease bloat, boost your energy, and clear your skin. Saqqara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials like I said, right to your door. Please sign me up. But the best part about it is that you just don't have to think about it and it is there and it is ready to eat and it's delicious. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakaracom slash MWH or enter code M. WH at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A.com slash M W H to get 20%, you guys. That's huge off your first order. It does not disappoint. I have been a Sakara since they launched, and I cannot rave enough about these incredibly designed organic plant based meals. I would love to know for people who can dip low, like I always say, like, I naturally have a tendency to dip low. People think I'm, you know, the most positive meditative person. I feel as if I really lean into my joy, but a lot of my feelings I'll internalize, which tend to to drop me, right? Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot. I have a lot of things in my toolkit to get me out of that place, Are there, I mean, I know it's hard for you to prescribe or to share what supplements just anyone should take. Obviously, this is a personal thing, but are there some things that you would say like to add into your life, whether it's herbs or whatever it is, to enhance and uplift mood that? you feel as if most people could benefit from? Yes, without, definitely. Yes, yes okay, definitely. Good. It's so, always hard with like-
1: Yeah, all, all the disclaimers and <laughs> there you see <laughs> your personal doctor for any recommendations, right? She I said mean, it. Some of the few things that I think are actually really foundational, So, and what I take and what I recommend and that I see most people benefit from, if not everyone, I won't say everyone, but most people benefit from. Number one is a methylated B vitamin. So methylated B12- also called methylcobalamin, and methylated folate, so 5-MTHF. These are variants of your B vitamins that help your body make neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, which are some of our feel-good neurotransmitters. They also help your body process your hormones. They can be really essential for breaking down excess estrogen. So if people have mood symptoms about their menstrual cycles and so forth, they're important for energy. And so, and a lot of people are deficient in them. Or I want to be really clear as everything I'm talking about when it comes to supplements, there's a really big difference between deficient and optimal. Okay. So sometimes at parsley, we'll use a supplement or a nutrient, let's call it, to fix a deficiency. You are low in magnesium, we must give you magnesium. Sometimes we use a nutrient like magnesium to create. An optimal state, or we use it as a therapeutic tool. So, I might prescribe another one of my favorite supplements, magnesium glycinate, which is a specific form of magnesium. Be careful out there, people. Mag citrate and mag oxide will make you poop, which, if you need that, is great. Go, go get it. Um, <laughs> I take that at um, night. <laughs> there you go. And then, mag glycinate or mag threonate are better for sleep and relaxation, mag glycinate for tight muscles as well. And so these forms of magnesium, we may recommend for you not because you're deficient in magnesium, although a lot of people in America are because our food supply has been really depleted of magnesium. And magnesium is critical for 300, literally 300 chemical reactions in the body that happen all day, every day. So being low in mag is not great. But we might recommend mag not because you're low, but because we're actually trying to help you sleep better and help you relax. I call it Nature Xanax. Mm -hmm. It Um, is. Non-addictive. I take it Uh, every day. Yeah, take it all the time too. So our methylated B vitamins are Nature Xanax, which is our magnesium glycinate, are also vitamin D. So the vast majority of people are vitamin D deficient or vitamin D suboptimal. And- Vitamin D3, K2, I always like the two vitamins together. They're fat-soluble vitamins. But when you take the K with the D, vitamin K makes sure that the calcium that you absorb naturally when you take vitamin D goes into your bones, which is where it's supposed to go. So it's kind of a double plus. But the vitamin D is really critical. And vitamin D deficiency is um, important for a lot of things, including your immune system, your bone health, and your mental health. So... Adding in vitamin D3K2, I usually recommend at least 2,000 units a day, which is kind of the standard amount. Mm -hmm. I usually recommend 5,000 because most people are so low. Very safe to take. If you are taking it for a long time, do go to your doctor and get tested for your levels. It's extremely rare to have too much. And then the other ones I really like are taking an omega-3 fatty acid, so a really high-quality EPA, DHA fatty acid. The reason is we're supposed to eat around— Sorry to get all nerdy on you, but like a one love a one to four ratio of omega six to omega three fats. And people have probably heard of omega three fats being good for the brain and good for the immune system. True, we need omega sixes too. Omega sixes are in things like our seed oils, grapeseed oil, rapeseed oil, canola oils, vegetable oils, you know, sunflower oils. The problem is, is that we get a on average a twenty four to one ratio of omega six to omega three, and we're supposed to get a four to one. So the basic message there is that we eat way too many seed oils in this country. And we eat them in mostly processed foods and restaurant foods and packaged foods and fast foods. Best way to avoid them is just to cook your food at home and use olive oil, to be honest with you. But that's a problem for our moods and our brains because omega-6s actually make it harder for your brain to use the serotonin you have. And they can create inflammation in the body. And brain inflammation is also associated with anxiety and depression. So you'll notice the starter kit that I just talked about, the methylated Bs, the vitamin D3, the omega-3s, magnesium, all of them safe, all of them affected when taken with high-quality brands. There's a lot of crapola on the shelves out there. So try to get it through a provider, a practitioner. We have them on Parsley's website. There's a lot of other places to get them as well get quality people. But regardless, none of those things is an herb or a specific mood booster, yet all of them are essential. And I find like, I won't even start people on the ashwagandhas and the rhodiolas and the 5-HTPs, which are some of the yeah. herbals and supplements that you all people all hear about a lot until we've taken care of those foundations, because sometimes the other stuff won't even work until we've corrected the foundational needs. Mm. I think I'm missing a few things. I'm definitely
0: going <laughs> to need to up the omegas. That's so helpful.
1: I also wrote it in, in prescription for happiness. I actually wrote down everything I just said, okay, the perfect. specific supplements to kind of start with and then graduate to if once you're ready. I also wrote down the specific test to ask for from your doctor. Mm. And so whether you come to see us at Parsley or you go see somebody else, all good, cool, cool rip out this page from the book. With us, you don't need to rip it out, but if you're going to see a regular (laughs) doctor, you might, or take a photo. And we really encourage people to ask for these certain tests. A lot of people are kind of living their lives, waiting for the wheels to fall off the wagon. By the time autoimmune disease and heart health issues and blood sugar issues, like you physically feel them, we are kind of really late in the game. And so proactively testing with a doctor who knows you and is able to give you guidance around that information is really critical. And so we give you a list of tests to ask for around your thyroid and your nutrient levels and inflammation levels, all things that can be run through your insurance. Go to your regular Quest or LabCorp. I don't have skin in the game in any of these labs. Just go to one of them. (laughs) And that is so critical. So many of us are walking around with things we don't know we have that are impacting our physical and mental health that we could find out about through a simple blood test. So also on a mission to correct that.
0: I have such a similar approach where, like when I'm talking to people and they're like, oh, you know, I haven't found like a movement practice. I'm like, there's so many, like it's just about trying things on Mm -hmm. and connecting with what connects to you. And even hearing you say like, if it's not parsley, like go find your people. Yep. That's one of the biggest takeaways For me here, okay, I know we have to wrap soon, but I feel like I wouldn't i would kick myself if I didn't just touch on, because I feel like everyone always wants to know food and like, what do you eat? And you said you focus mostly on like a plant-based paleo, not perfect, which I love that you said, diet. Can you share just a little bit around that and the why?
1: Yep. So— I don't eat gluten and I rarely eat dairy, although I love my Parmesan cheese. So I make an exception (laughs) and I make an exception for butter because both foods for me, they're not evil foods. They're not bad or good. For me, they give me breakouts, acne, eczema, and they are inflammatory for a lot of people. So if you haven't given it a whirl for 30 days to go off of both foods completely, it takes 21 days for your immune system to stop reacting to a food you ate today. So give it 30 days to get off of those foods, not because they're bad, not because they're evil, but because you may feel better and notice changes in your digestion, your skin, your joints, your mood, et cetera, when you don't eat them. That's the case for me. Really try not to eat like refined sugars, refined flours, processed stuff, cook your food, learn how to make basic meals. This will save your life and it will make it so easy to cut out all the bad things because when you're cooking, you're generally cooking with the good things, and it's the processed packaged foods that are the worst. Um, I'm not sober. I enjoy a great glass of natural wine with zero residual sugar um, (laughs) or a mezcal here and there, but I can't drink more than like two nights a week. And for me, it's a huge sleep disruptor, a huge mood disruptor. Um, It has to have a really limited place in my life -hmm. For me, I haven't found that it needs to be zero at this point, but it also can't be on a daily or even majority of the week basis. And I do see a lot of people, oh, it was just one drink. And again, it's not a judgment, it's about give yourself the experience of not drinking for three weeks and see how you feel. Because for a lot of people, it's more, let's just say it's more disruptive than they realize. And I think life should be an experiment when it's around food. And so experiment with being sober for a month. Experiment with being gluten-free, dairy-free for a month or cutting out the processed foods. Those are really the big ones. I eat seafood and meat. I don't eat birds and pigs for more ethical reasons. I try not to participate in what I think of as like the industrial farming complex because the animal lover in me that has two rescue dogs can't can't do it. Right. But all around that, I think whatever variant works for you, It's for me it's mostly around like – lean protein, healthy fats, healthy seafood, lots of vegetables, whole grains, and cooking more than I eat out. And that for me, it sounds like more work, but it actually just makes everything easier because yes, I go out to dinner and yes, I travel and I have to pick the least obnoxious thing at the (laughs) airport, like, you know, newsstand, (laughs) which is, Raw, if possible, or roasted, you know, unsalted nuts, people. Just grab a bag. (laughs) That's your answer is the answer to the question every time. Just grab a couple bags of nuts and get on the plane and don't think, just do. Um, So, like, listen, you're going to go with it. But um, for me, those are the basics. I love your approach.
0: (laughs) I really do. I mean, that's what moved me out of, I think, feeling like it had to be this one way is looking at everything as an experiment. And that's also what led me— to just, I I don't even, like, I don't say I'm sober. It just led me to living life with no alcohol because Mm -hmm. I realized how much it enhanced those anxious feelings for me. It made me feel more irritable and just moody as hell the next day. And it was just like, I literally was like, I'm taking a 30-day experiment. Let me just try this on. And it's been three and a half years. It's
1: amazing.
0: Because I, I realized for my mental health, Because I'm so sensitive and I have so many things on my plate that it was the one thing, like eliminating it, I realized,
1: wow, I'm— so much better without it so I love that I mean the fastest way to realize it too is as a parent there is nothing that will make you remember that fact faster than waking up at 7am on a Saturday morning with your three kids that you now have to entertain for the entire day and having an even lowest grade hangover from like your two glasses of wine and being like F me Um, so for me like you know couple times a year when I unfortunately give myself that reminder, I'm, like, right back onto where I was before. Yeah, but
0: I also love that you drink and you have (laughs) such a healthy relationship to it. I think it's so important for these generations—I mean, I want to say younger generations, but all generations—to have, like, a very mindful relationship with, like, what you're putting in your body. Yes. Food, people— Thoughts, content. all of the things, all content, social media. I could talk to you literally for I I are I, I say this a lot, <laughs> but I really mean it because I only have guests on that I just want to dive so deeply into the depths of all things with. And um, Robin, I I thank you so much for being here, for sharing so much valuable information and knowledge for people to just feel better. That's what Thank it's all about. Me. Thank you for Can I ask you me. three quick rapid yep. fire before we forget? Hot because one. let's do
1: it. Okay.
0: What's your biggest motivator?
1: My kids are my biggest motivator to live like a joyous full life. And professionally, my biggest motivator is knowing how powerful this root cause medicine has been for me and for tens of thousands of people and just making sure that it can be as a available and accessible and approachable to as many people as possible. What's your end-all, be-all self-care ritual? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yoga?
1: Perfect night. Yeah. Yoga followed by Epsom salt bath, little meditation in the bath, in bed by 10 p.m. Mama happy. Oh,
0: sounds like a dream. <laughs> That's like a dream night for it's me. It's dream night. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Because this podcast is called Move With Heart, I always love to hear from everyone. And what move with heart, like what does moving with your heart mean to you?
1: I think that move with heart for me, and I've had a reminder of this very recently, is moving through life and making decisions based on what, based on your values, based on the things that like really matter to you and are meaningful to you. And I actually was thinking about you I know this is a popcorn moment, but recently, because I was in a phase where I felt really out of alignment with like my energy and my purpose and my why, and I was working so much and I was just starting to feel like, oh my God, I've entered the medical industrial complex and I can't get out. Like, and I missed my wellness community, like you and everybody else. And I was spending and am spending all my time, you know, talking to health insurance companies, which is awesome, but a different world and a different mindset. And I had felt sort of out of step. And so I had a big reminder recently to kind of come back into alignment with myself. And you had talked about living with alignment. And to be honest with you, I didn't really know what you meant. Mm. And then I had this big reminder of it recently. And I think I'm back into alignment, back into moving with heart, which means to me, stepping through every day, reminded of of my purpose and what I value and not being willing to compromise that. Mm.
0: So good and just to me what it's all about I love you thank you so much this (laughs) means so much to me that you gave me your time thank
1: you for having me it's awesome so psyched for you
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode. We have a special offer for our Move with Heart listeners. When you join MWH as a new member, you will receive an entire month that's 30 days for free. And this is in addition to our seven day free trial. All you have to do is head to melissawoodhelp.com and use code Heart At MWH, We believe this practice is not just about building this body you desire. This work is about building a better, stronger relationship with yourself. And that is why we offer everything from movement, meditation, and nutrition to help you not only look, but most importantly, feel your best. Follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Tepperberg and MWH at Melissa Wood Health. Tune in for an all-new episode next week, and I cannot wait to see you all on the mat.